Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Angry War Gaming Podcast. We are your humble hosts, Orlando and Drew. Our raging tribal leader is currently on watch mode tonight. Uh, before we start, though, let me go ahead and say happy Mother's Day to one and all. And for you lovely ladies, keep doing for what you're doing. And we thank you very much for being in our lives. Happy Mother's Day. So, before we get started, let me go ahead and uh, shell out our brand shirt. Have you ever had this happen to you? I need to be polite today, but I'm an asshole. What am I going to do? Well, do I have an answer for you? The Angry War Gaming T-shirt. Feature our old so lovable logo and motto. Stay sexy and go fuck yourself. Never again do you need to choose between the two. Stay true to your edgelord roots while being flexible and competitive with your politically correct friends. Grab a shirt today. Link's on our Facebook page. Now, on to the fucking show. <laughs> so, our first topic this evening, ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo has decided to release or they announced uh, a new game called Game Builder Garage. It's essentially a create a game tool of sorts. What the hell is this on about? Yeah, I'm I'm a little weirded out by it as well. But I mean, if you're following the, the the trail here for Nintendo, this is completely on brand. I mean, with Labo and then the fucking uh, Mario Maker series, this was the next logical conclusion. Eventually, they're just going to send Shigeru Miyamoto to somebody's house and reprimand them till they make a video game. I think that's the final solution here. That's the dumbest. I I mean, I know this is a joke, but that's like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like. If you ask me, if they were going to pull this crap out, they didn't need to go and DMCA like the last 500 games that people were making over the past couple decades. Like, fucking hell. You could have been like Sega and be like, hey, I see what you're doing there. AM2R looks pretty top shit. Why don't, you, uh, why don't we work together on this and uh, we'll split the royalties. Yeah, that's not how a Nintendo operates. We've talked about that before. They're uh, they don't give a shit, and th- it, when it comes down to it, it seems like most people just refuse to meet them ha- meet them halfway on a lot of these things. At least that's what I've noticed. People yeah. just go and do the projects, and then hope Nintendo doesn't do anything to them. Not understanding that Nintendo will absolutely do something to them. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm just, it feels like people just aren't going through official channels. Not that I'm saying that what they're doing in response to the fan, these fan games is correct. It's not. But when it, when it comes down to it begrudgingly, we have to accept that at the end of the day, this is their, these are their IPs and they can do whatever the damn they please, even if it's to the chagrin of the people who care about their brand, etc. It definitely puts a strain on the relationship, let, let me tell you. Ain't that the fucking truth? They're basically right now like the like the Japanese Japanese uh, yakuza of video games at this point. Do what we fucking tell you to do, or we'll bust your fucking wallet open. Well, I mean, if you look at their history, it, you're not far off from that, anyways. But in real life, so well, we won't talk about that because I don't need anything undue happening to me, or you know. Uh, a, a, a fully armed Mario plushie with a detonator on it in my in my fucking car. <laughs> oh please! You think Mario is going to be the plushie? Fuck no! It's going to be a bomb, and you know it. Yeah, but that'd be too on the nose. I was trying to be I was trying to be thematic, but oh well. 
That is being thematic. And it, why would it they would want you to know that Nintendo murdered you? Because otherwise, why would they send Mario? Send the freaking flagship IP from their franchise? No, just send them a bomb for fun. It could even be the bomb from Paper Mario. Look, if they're going to go and kill me, I want them to do it flavorfully. I want them to hire John Leguizamo, put his ass in the Luigi costume, and just put a bullet in the back of my head, okay? Look, if they're going to send John Leguizamo, they don't care if they're going to figure... They will not care on how they get his corpse. Bob Hoskins will be joining him, damn it. Ugh. That's just good. That'll just give it away. I'll know that John Leguizamo's in the car then because I'll <laughs> smell Bob Hoskins' decaying form from outside the car. Meanwhile, Dustin Hoffman will be in that god-awful haircut all over again. <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of shit companies, of course, we're not talking about Nintendo this time. Oh, our favorite Activision is at up to its bullshit again, ladies and gentlemen. They are being a complete dick. Are we surprised? It's a day that ends with why. If there's anything that Bobby Kotick is good at is pissing off the fans. Yeah. Apparently, we'll start off on the uh, in. We'll turn. We'll start off with the internal div uh, divides. They've decided for once again. To fire more people because fucking hell, they can't get away with this. They can get away with this shit while boasting off more maximum profits. Yippee. See? More we money for the greed machine. Uh, if there's any fucking reason to, to loathe capitalism, it's the, uh, it's the jackasses that take full advantage of it. Like Activision Blizzard. Fuck me running. And then when it comes to the Blizzard side of Activision Blizzard, they decided to piss off the fans. And I don't know which ones can you really call fans at this point. When they decided, for whatever reason, to release an MMA skin for May for fucking Overwatch? Why are we still getting content on Overwatch even after five fucking years? Has it been five years? God damn, I haven't even been paying attention to that shit. Son of a bitch! Overwatch is... Look, they told us they were already in the makings of a new Overwatch, and we're still getting content on the, old, on, the on the first game. Like, fucking hell! Guys, I, enough is enough! Didn't they already spoil Overwatch 2 already and, and put an actual, like, uh, development date on that shit? I feel like they did. Not I don't know, but uh, if they did, that would give all the more reason to stop, uh, th to stop making content for the first Overwatch. It's getting out of hand. But anywho, what pissed off the fans when it comes to this May skin? Apparently, it's an MMA design, and the one thing they thought that was racially offensive was that May was given fucking dreadlocks. No, they, she got cornrows. Corn um, we already talked about this last week, but we kind of wanted to throw Orlando into this because he had a big Activision thing, by the way. Just a, just a little aside for people. <laughs> this is one of the dumbest fucking things I have ever heard in a while. Are you fucking kidding me? If you've watched MMA at all, 
at any fucking point in time. In the women's division, they will put their hair into cornrows so that they aren't pulling, so their hair isn't pulled in the fight. This is regardless of the skin color of any of the fighters. And these jackasses who are angry are somehow offended because they think that it's, what is it, culturally appropriating black people? What the fuck? What in the honest god of shit are these assholes thinking? Where can where does this line where 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 can the line be drawn where it can be where somebody can design something for a character and not automatically assume that it's racist? Where does it end? Or are we going to be calling out racism for all the MMA fighters who aren't black to have cornrows in the middle of fight? This is coming from a person who just spent who spent twenty minutes the last time he was on going on about the whole Speedy Gonzalez thing. So you tell me, man. I don't know what to I don't know what to do for you. Fuck it. Let's not bring up Speedy Gonzalez again. The son of a bitch. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna have me go even crazier. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's just no real way to put it. It's one of the most asinine, idiotic, half-brained fucking rhetoric I've seen. And let's get this out of the way. What what Blizzard did wasn't the worst thing out there. They were just being um they were just trying to be accurate to what the field was. Now, if you want to if you ask me, I think it still looks fucking awful. I don't know what MMA, what what May has to do with MMA besides that stupid pun. By the way, it really is a dumbass pun. MMA, really? That's why you did it. Oh my, oh, it's it's like it's like a bunch of dads are working at at, at the Blizzard part of Activision Blizzard. They did it for a fucking dad joke. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, you combine that with the fact that Blizzard's, Blizzard's been shedding so many fucking customers of late. It, it's it's a wonder this, this company stays afloat with everything else that's going on. Look, I'm surprised there are still any employees remaining at Activision Blizzard at this point. Like, the, obviously the money isn't good unless you're in the top 10% or unless you're fucking Bobby Kotick and most of us aren't. You're clearly being taken advantage of in the company in every way, shape, and form. And then they decide not to use, when they decide that you are no longer of any use to them or when they have to fucking and no, no, lighten the load so that they can fill their pockets more, they'll flat out fire you anyway. Why are you even working for them? Why indeed? Makes no goddamn sense. Oh, by the way, they decided to shut down several, I should say, they they decided to repurpose several of their developing studios 
her call of duty. Toys for Bob, the one the one uh, developer that made uh, the Spyro remake and the ones that were responsible for a lot of like the Crash Bandicoot games. Um, post post. Uh, wait, was it was it Naughty Dog? Yeah, post Naughty Dog. They are now an Call of Duty exclusive developer meaning your favorite you know, your favorite little purple dragon and orange marsupial won't be getting any new games anytime soon they would have to pass that shit up to another developer if they're not busy fucking developing for call of duty imagine putting all your motherfucking marbles on an outdated brand like call of duty Fucking wow, man. What the hell was in their... Th what were they smoking when they decided this sort of shit? Who still plays Call of Duty anymore? I haven't heard much about that game in, in a year or so, so I'm going to guess probably not that many people, or maybe that's what they're attempting to do. Maybe they're trying to revitalize the brand and get it back on track because you it was. You know how you revitalize the, the the brand like Call of Duty? Stop making games on a yearly basis. That's what they do. That's how they function, and it, it was working for a great for, for a decent amount of time. It, but again, when you oversaturate the market, that's what's going to happen. Just just ask the Madden franchise. <laughs> You gotta stop. Like you gotta give the fans some fucking breathing room before they can. You know, before they'll uh, and b before you introduce them another entry in the series. I get that it's a popular franchise for you, sort of. No, I, it doesn't make. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't know how anybody could enjoy it, but. It's not that popular anymore. Thank fucking God. But it's not that popular anymore. If you the if you want it to be relevant again, you're going to need to do a major overhaul and it shouldn't be something that's released the following year. Because all those all those uh all that effort you made isn't going to do much for a fan no, for for a fan base that it, that constantly keeps getting new release, a new release every year. Gotta tone that shit down hard. Like it's like with Pokemon at this point. Although the problem is, the problem is, is you have these companies that have gotten so monolithically large that the only way that they can conceivably continue functioning is by constantly putting out product in one form or another or or, or um, you know subscription services of one type or another because it's literally the only way that their giant fucking zeppelin keeps flying and that's also why you see a bunch of people getting cut off of these companies in record numbers because they cannot conceivably afford any of the people who they've basically hired on to put together their fucking games We've said this before a long time ago, and Orlando has been chomping at the bit for it to finally occur. But there does need to be some kind of video game video game uh, economy crash because it's getting to the point where there's no real there's no real good 
IPs in the AAA market that are worth jumping on to, at least for a long period of time, like a lot of these companies want. They're trying to make the, these, you know, perpetual, you know, money producing situations rather than just making a good quality game that stands on its own merits. And part of it's because the internet has basically given them carte blanche to create a hobbled system that's perpetually chained to the, the internet economy. The other part is, is that they are so large that if they stop making and acquisitioning things, that the company is just going to buckle under bankruptcy in a matter of in a matter of months, potentially maybe a year or two. And that's why stuff like EA, EA doesn't make games nearly as much anymore. They just buy studios that do that. And then when the studio doesn't function the way they want to, or make the numbers that they overinflate, by the way, that they, they you're going you, you have these beautiful you know, game creating uh, companies that end up collapsing and being liquidated by EA because they just aren't doing what they expect them to do. That's why the indie market is so popular, and why why companies like Microsoft and and EA, you know, chew these chew them up and, and try and acquire them rather than doing anything of value on their own. It's it's ridiculous. Well, I hundred percent agree. These companies just refused they're they're only about perpetual growth they're not about trying to stabilize the growth that they've made thus they can't make they always have to go all in with with their uh with their current direction and if you ask me the only the only inevitable result that's going to uh occur is is an inevitable crash it Something is going to hit. It's going to hit them hard, and many of these companies are going to go out of business as a result. And I'm feeling Activision is going to be one of them. Well, if you look at everything that's happened with the hardware market and the inaccessibility of people to get into the the, the current generation of systems because of the scalping uh, environment. A lot of companies might collapse based on that because no one's being, no one is able to buy into their product. You can't download anything if you can't get access to the system that that it's supposed to be on. So if that does occur, uh, it it would be because it would be a by a small byproduct of that. Now eventually, well, eventually they'll overcome the chip shortages and the hardware shortages that are occurring, and eventually get a supply rolling that people can actually get in on and buy into the into the current generation when that's going to occur and it's anybody's guess most people still assume it's going to be either summer this year or the christmas season because if let's be honest if the the hardware companies can't get any kind of traction during the holiday season it's going to domino effect into the software companies and it's all just going to go come tumbling down and profits on a lot of this stuff are definitely going down because of the scalping situation, because no one can buy into the buy into their uh, into the software. If everything's sitting in a warehouse at a, or a fucking public storage that a scalper owns, it's not being used by any customers. It's being it's sitting there not doing anything. So there's a, I mean, the COVID thing should have spiked a lot of those software sales into the ceiling. And in a lot of cases it did, because again, if you have nothing better to do, at least with video games, you have something. But with things starting to wrap up with that and COVID 
vaccines rolling out in a particular at a, at a pretty good pace. I can't see anything positive going forward unless something unless someone you know pulls it out of their ass. So I'm with you at this point. Whereas before, I was kind of was being cynical and saying I don't think it's ever going to happen. Now I think at this point, it's it's a pressure release valve situation. I think it needs to happen. I agree. I 100% agree. Side note, uh, you mentioned about Sony. <laughs> Did you hear about them planning to uh, for their for for their PS5s? They want to develop a uh, a failsafe for the use of their SD cards. It wouldn't shock me, considering what they did with the fucking Vita. They want to they, they want to make it so that you can only use their brand of uh, S, uh, SD cards and uh, memory drives, and that their PS5s are going to have a failsafe where if you put in an unauthorized SD card or hard drive, it will fry. It will digital. It, it will fry your hard drive and SD you know, SD card. Well, making first, it unusable. First of all, if they did those sort of things, the the Better Business Bureau would be on their ass like, like flies on shit. But moreover, the the, the, unethical, the unethical nature of that would be absolutely fucking abhorrent. If they managed to make that some make that happen. And there are still people who buy into the PS5. It's going to be a whale market only. It's going to be only high rollers buying into that, and you're going to see another Neo Geo home console scenario where the only people purchasing it are going to be people who have the income to be able to buy their overinflated fucking support products along with their stupid fucking system and controller. I agree, so, but even worse, so it, it might even it even ha- may have a domino effect where people who would not be able to afford the product before would absolutely no longer consider buying them in the future, buying uh, any future products from them, because that kind of commitment, or I should say, forced commitment, would would have any reasonable customer say, "Fuck that nonsense! I'm not dealing with that sort of shit." Well, if you look at the way that they handle um, cross-play, or not cross-play, uh, cross-compatibility with other platforms, Sony absolutely hates having to play ball with any other platform. They've said it on multiple occasions. It's been shoehorned in because their customers had bitched at them so fucking hard about the fact that they can't play third-party games that have cross-platform. They, they acquiesced, and they only did so a little bit. Overwatch still isn't cross-platform, if I'm not mistaken. But a lot of the other third-party stuff, they had to they had to concede to it. But they hate it. If if they had their druthers, they would never play ball with any other game company ever again. It's that level of fucking arrogance that deserves to be toppled. And that's, a, and, that's completely ironic, given the fact that they only started this entire their their entire career in the video game market only began because they had to cooperate with Nintendo. Now given the fact that Nintendo eventually screwed them over, fine, but they still wouldn't have had the knowledge to get into the field or at least not as early as they could have wanted had it not been the fact that they collaborated with a video game company. Like fucking hell guys, do you even remember the origins of your own goddamn company? 
or at least your own vent venture into in this particular market. The problem with Nintendo was is they ended up screwing over Sony in favor of Philips. So they were still playing ball with another company, not that that ever really bore any effective fruit. And as somebody who's actually played some, uh, played at least one of the games that that, that was born from that co- collaboration with with Philips, it, it wasn't worth it. Which I, I was enjoyed it? the game. I played Mario Hotel. It was okay. <laughs> but I would never play it again, and I wouldn't recommend anybody else do so. But it was a nice day to go out for a picnic, Luigi. Robbed him in lots of spaghetti. <laughs> oh, dear God. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking when, when it came to the Phillips. I don't ask questions. People do dumb shit all the time. Companies do dumber shit. Now, when it comes to Sony, they're trying to be a... They're trying to stand alone in a market that that, that that kind of thing just doesn't fly. If you talk to talk to the industry two years ago, they basically said that, that each and every game console within the next five years is going to be the same damn thing with a different coat of paint. If Sony's trying to fight that current, they're going to end up cutting, them, cutting off their nose to spite their face. If it happens that way, that's fine. And honestly, when, the, when this gen rolled along... I, I had no interest in buying into the PS5 for a number of reasons. One, because the cross compatibility thing, but two, there really wasn't any games that weren't already still on the PS4. And one of the major things that's happening is there's still games coming out for the PS4 and PS5. So there's no reason to really invest in that system yet. There might have been there might be one or two exclusives at all. But like even Miles Morales, I can get for the PS4. I think even Resident Evil Village actually actually was PS4, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure about that, but I do see your point. If it is a PS5 exclusive or PS5 only, then fantastic. If it's ne- if it's next gen, that's perfectly fine because I've already watched the story. It looks perfectly interesting. I had no interest in playing it because I'm not an RE I'm not an RE fan. But like I love the story and I love the mythos behind it, so it was definitely worth the, worth the time looking into it. But other than that, like I know the next Horizon games, Horizon Zero Dawn games coming out for the PS5 only. I haven't even played the first one, so I don't really feel compelled to give a shit on that mark. And I'll probably just watch a video of the story anyways when that game finally comes out. It's getting to the point where even buying into the game systems, if you're if you don't have the time anymore, why not just you know. Flip on YouTube, watch a playthrough of it, and never have to pick the fucking game up. I've said that multiple times over and over again. It's a rant that I've been meaning to that I've been meaning to finally give fucking legs to. In the video game market, how in the great tumbling fuck has it remained solvent when most people go and just watch a playthrough on YouTube? If I never have to buy the fucking game ever. And I can just go and watch somebody play the game efficiently, or at least mostly efficiently, like doing a long play or just watching a boss rush of it. That means I never have to pick the game up ever again, unless it's a heavily narrative story. And there are enough synopsises and story wrap ups on most of those fucking things that I never even have to look at the goddamn game box if I don't want to. Where's the fucking appeal for the gaming for the gaming populace to even go through that? The, this, the, the actual video game market has become a YouTube fodder. Anybody who wants to pick the games up and play it, I played Doom Eternal 
for maybe a day before I put it down and ended up just watching a fucking playthrough of it because I saw no reason to invest any further in energy into it. And with the DLC costing more mo extra money, that means I didn't want to waste my time fucking spending the money on it. So I'm, I basically spent no money to go and watch somebody else play the fucking video game. I never have to pick up the controller and I get all the intrinsic value of watching someone do it in four fucking K without me ever having to buy a system or any of the associated gaming or DLC attachments. What the fuck is the value anymore in any kind of video game? Is your entire market just fucking college students and fucking YouTubers? If that's the case, good for you. I hope it's sustainable, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be. That's a fair point. I mean, there are definitely lots of games that I've watched over the years via YouTube and to at the at, to this day have not picked up as of yet. So there is merit in that no in that ideology. I will count I will argue though that there are games that to to the point where you will still find enough interest even after watching said playthroughs that you would want to pick up and play anyway. I know there are still games that I did that I did pick up as a result of the um, of watching gameplay and uh, story footage. Reason reason proof enough was for me was the uh, Legacy of Kane series. I watched the videos, saw the stories where the story was really good in my opinion, and I wanted to pick it up and play this play the story myself even if i've already seen everything that there needs to be seen i still have picked up all the um almost all the games i still now i'm officially missing uh blood omen 2 i just got the first game off of the ps3 uh the, the ps3 store only six bucks beautiful i will i can't beat that deal compared to the physical copy but there are games that for some people will still will still pick it up even if they've watched the majority if not the entire thing off of a, of a secondary source. And though that might not be very sustainable either, I will argue at the very least that option should still remain there. Oh, I don't think people shouldn't buy video games. I'm just saying that it's become kind of irrelevant to especially to working people who don't nearly have as much of the time as they used to. I'm just saying anybody above the age of like 28 who's still buying video games in some vain attempt to keep playing them, I commend you for making the effort, but it, it at the end of the day unless it's an RPG that has a you know like 100 plus hours of gameplay and you just have to play it to enjoy it, you could probably watch an RE play an RE village playthrough with very little difficulty and miss nothing from the actual game, especially because in most cases, a lot of those long plays go through all of the narrative, or if you don't even feel like doing that, most, most, uh, there are at least uh, a handful already of, uh, store, uh, story synopsis on YouTube for RE village that have been out. I've already watched one. I know everything about the story already. All the little hidden nuances and everything are already already put laid out for me, so I don't have to waste the energy going into that stuff. That's also the reason why stuff like Game Pass and uh, PS Plus has so much merit for a lot of working people, because you can kind of just half invest in a lot of the free games that are on there and lose nothing in that transaction because all you're doing is paying a monthly subscription. 
Fair enough. If you ask me, based on how you described it, I would compare this sort of uh, modern-day gaming for adults to that of uh, watching uh, watching athletic sports. It's become to that point. It, many of the points that you pointed out is very similar to that with what adults do when it comes to watching uh, uh, professional sports. We have subscription channels. We don't. Those adults don't necessarily play the sport. Physically, they just watch the damn thing because they don't have time in their lives to do it, or they are no longer in uh, in good shape to uh, to participate. And when it comes, and they generally do keep up, however they can in uh, in matters of uh, like uh, statistics, scores, and uh, tournaments and whatnot, which is what a lot of people our age do when it comes to video games as well. So I would argue that it's become to that point. There would be some to it. Absolutely agree. And and as much as it saddens me to look at it that way, because, you know, coming up on middle age is something we all try and, you know, dig our heels into a void, but, you know, entropy is inevitable. But yeah, that's essentially the the millennial equivalent. And even if you look at a lot of stuff like the more normie stuff with like fantasy draft and that kind of stuff, it's essentially D&D for normies because it's just people creating, you know, dream teams for you know for their favorite sports and i don't begrudge anybody for you know use of their free time do whatever the fuck you want with it it's just kind of interesting to see those parallels and when it comes to the lot of a lot of the stuff you you're kind of given to needing to streamline a lot of the things that you do now that isn't to say i wouldn't pick up a long-running rpg and run through it i played through bravely default 2 and i loved it i played through it got all the secrets did all of that and i didn't feel like I was restrained or restricted from enjoying the game in any meaningful capacity. I, I wouldn't say it was a long-winded game where I went over-grinded or anything. I, I mean, I did, but because of the fast-forward ability uh, on uh, battles, grinding out jobs and, uh, and levels wasn't nearly as difficult as you'd think it would be. But um, when you get down to a lot of the the more story driven uh like fps's the horror series like i don't i've i've maybe picked up two five nights at freddy's games and have played all of like two minutes of either of them with very little difficulty i didn't play i need to play them because they're youtube games they're games that i can one go and watch a youtuber play from start to finish get all the intrinsic value of them playing it and i never have to purchase the game I mean, people still do, and I, I'm sure Scott Cawthon is a multimillionaire. Good for him. But it's just not... I, I don't think people went out of their way to do it unless they were already doing their own YouTube channel or you know whatever the case may be. And like even now, RE Village, there are already Let's Plays of it already out. There's shit tons of them. Are you going to tell me you're spending 70 bucks? Because let's be honest, we're at the $70 mark on those fucking games. You're going to spend $70 on, on RE Village and play even maybe a scant few hours of it before you put it down? I understand trying to contribute to the company so that they you know, still functioning and produce things that you want. I, I understand that fact, but at what points do you, you know, concede that the, 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 the merits in doing that kind of stuff as a monetary investment or even worth the time anymore. And maybe that's just my cynicism rearing its ugly head, but I've been sitting on, on this thought for the past year, past 11 years 
wondering what the fuck is the value in it because let's play started even before then 2006 2007 that shit was already starting to ramp up and it hasn't stopped people still do let's plays you can find shit shit tons of fucking youtube channels dedicated to that shit and 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 people still lap it up and if i'm not on there you can go to twitch and watch that shit in real time why would you ever feel the need to ever pick those games up at that point if you can just go and see it for free or with you know minor commercial breaks what what's 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 the intrinsic value tell me fair enough maybe the value isn't amongst us adults maybe it is to that of kids because they're the ones with all the time in the world and not care to fucking do anything and 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 I get that, and I, and you and I have talked about this outside of this podcast about things just not being uh, being targeted towards us. But the problem ends up being is that if you look at a lot of the intellectual properties, if and if you grew up with any of them, and they're still using the same chops and the same you know narrative narratives and uh, the characters you're compelled to still play the game because it is something that you're interested in, even if you aren't the target demographic anymore. It's it's a byproduct of just having an interest in what's being sold. So there is still intrinsic value for companies to still have a at least an ear to the older markets as it is. Not that I'm saying, you know, you need to target you know people, you know, 35 and up or you know 35, you know 40 and up in those cases. It's just that the the market doesn't dry up because those people get older. You just you're just trying to change your trajectory so that you can target a younger market, so that you can keep the the wheels rolling on that on that bus for as long as humanly possible. For better or worse, I couldn't tell you. And I've said this a lot, uh, before, in in probably in something that we'll probably put out as a members only content, whatever that may be. Uh, I've said it to you before. I, if if a company's telling you that if you don't buy into this, that they're going to kill the IP and they make a piss poor product, then the fucking IP should die. It just should. Oh, a hundred percent agree. Oh, hello, Chibi Robo. What are you doing here? Chibi Robo, the Dynasty Warriors series. Oh my of- God! Can you believe they're making an Empire's version of Nine? What the? F- let the damn thing die already! Oh. They, they're ble- they will bleed that turn up until it's a fucking raisin. They don't care. These companies are not willing to re- invest in original thought processes anymore. Unless it's going to give them it, give them certain profit, they aren't going to do it. Because they are too afraid to put out anything experimental anymore because it's not worth the cost-benefit. They're well, not seeing fair when it comes to Dynasty Warriors 9, for them at least, for Koei Tecmo, that was the experimental game. Just the problem was is that it really, really feels experimental. And it's like you really, really should have tried it on literally anything else before Dynasty Warriors. You really didn't need to make a game like that so poorly. And, and I, I agree. I hope this is the last time I ever have to discuss Dynasty Warriors Nine. If not, both of you can go right ahead and shoot me. I think you might do that for us, especially if they end up making. 
just remember, you got to get your big toe in where the trigger is if you're going to be putting the barrel in your mouth. Anyway, we, <laughs> disclaimer, we here at the, at the Angry Wargamer do not condone suicide in any form or, or, or shape. We do, however, find the talking of it, talking about it of it hilarious. <laughs> yes, please keep that disclaimer by all means at every cost. But yeah, like... I, I think I think you need to if these companies aren't willing to go and walk away from their from from an IP when it's not garnering them any profit or interest, they need to they they need to just fucking let the shit die. Even if and I would say this even with flagship stuff, if Mario for some all of a sudden just stops being a, 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 a being a money cow for Nintendo, fucking walk away from it. Even if it's your mascot. Because what's going to end up happening is the more you keep trying to throw shit against the wall to see what sticks with that IP attached to it, the more you're going to create a hostile environment for the consumer or create hostile consumers who don't, who, who, not, who aren't just rolling their eyes anymore going, oh, good, another game like this. They're going to start going, we don't want this and we refuse to pay for it. And, and, when, and when it hits your bottom line is when you're really going to start to fucking pay attention. And they should keep. They should be very keenly aware of that. After all, they did. That happened with the new Super Mario Bros. series, and it was one of the re- major. Con- I would believe it's one of the major contributors to the Wii U's failure, because they opened up with a launch title of a game of a franchise that fans were just simply sick of at that point. Well, yeah, you had two. You had who had the original new Super Mario Bros. on the DS. You had one for the 3DS. You had one for the Wii, and then you had one for the Wii U. That's that's oversaturation, and, and many people have already talked about this, but even if you add extra costumes or new mechanics, if it's still the same fucking thing over and over again, and it doesn't feel intrinsically different from each iteration, nobody's going to invest in the game any further, because well, it's not the effort. Well, the thing the, I I would uh, slightly disagree, but only on the grounds that the big the, the biggest deterrence when it came to the new Super Mario Bros. series was the fact that they were visually identical. They while the pre, the the first three Mario games from the NES all had distinct visuals, other than the fact that they had uh, ma- um drastically different gameplay when it came uh, amongst the three. Whereas the new Super Mario Bros. series, they all have visually similar design, similar levels, level tropes. And as for the gameplay themselves, almost they almost all shared the same power-ups and designs. Barring one or two exceptions. The Wii was the only one that had the massive... The the uh had the most uh, power ups, but they were all basic. Two of them were basically identical, with one but with one difference amongst the two. So it was they were all essentially virtually identical, and that ended up being a huge problem. Agreed. Um, in, in yeah, just trying to get back on track here. As far as Sony's concerned, because that's where this all started. 
eventually they're going to lock themselves down so much in their ivory tower that they're not going to be able to hear the screaming of 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 the uh, the mob down below burning their tower out from below them. They if they're not going to play play ball with the rest of the gaming industry, you're going to see a lot of people just walk wholesale away from them. They're attempting to do to a lesser extent what Apple does with their products. Everything there is proprietary. And they very much are happy with that arrangement, and a lot of their consumers are too. The problem with that is, is that Apple did it well before then, and a lot of what their technology is has nothing to do with something so niche as video gaming. It has more to do with communication, which is why they have the advantage to be able to be so uh, technologically xenophobic versus Android's giant field of competitors. Whereas Sony, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to be like, we're only Sony products. Everything we have is Sony. And if you don't buy Sony peripherals, then, you know, your, 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 your machine will pull out a turret and blow away any, any uh, third-party shit that you purchase. Because you, the moment you do that kind of stuff is the moment you create a bitter consumer base who gets sick and tired of this. Did they not learn from the fucking Vita? The most expensive fucking memory cards for a portable gaming system that I've ever fucking seen. And no third-party way to work around it because they didn't want people to hack their stupid system. Congratulations, you succeeded in doing that. And by doing so, you've completely walked away from a potentially viable portable gaming platform in in favor of an attempt to try and stop what happened to the PSP from happening to the Vita. Congratulations, you've basically played yourself. And you've created a situation where most people who are fans of the Vita, myself included, are baffled as to why you let something like this fall to the wayside when you had when it had such commercial viability on the forefront. Yeah, ironically, the superior cutting edge PS Vita out, uh, poorly performed against the technologically inferior and potentially outdated 3DS. How? Fucking shocking! It's a repeat of the Game Boy Cup of the Game Boy all over again. Yeah, it's essentially. I I would even put it at this point being like the the parallels to the Game Gear versus the Game Boy are are screaming loud and clear. Goes back to that statement. You know, history doesn't repeat itself. Repeat itself, but it sure does know how to rhyme. Ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and try to move on. Uh, oh, fucking Jesus. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and skip a couple few. Uh, so Walmart has decided to be one of the first few stores to remove their uh, their co- their collectible cards from, uh, from sale. They no longer have them featured. And that's due to what they say was uh, unacceptable behavior from both customers and staff. Which I'm going to go ahead and assume is scalpers are so fucking rampant that they know that there are scalpers even amongst them are are taking advantage of their product. And they're just basically saying, fuck it, I'm done with this shit. No more cards for anyone. And this is being covered I'm, on like on a multitude of different sources 
from YouTube to uh, well, YouTube's the the, the biggest one, but <laughs> the, the, they're covering it from from all sorts of angles. Yep, and uh, as and we've talked about it before, and I'm just going to say it on the front side. Good, fuck them. Fuck the scalpers. I, I see no reason to give them any any further credence when it comes to what they've done. Am I pissed off that this has now basically made it so that kids can't get access to a lot of the Pokemon stuff and Yu-Gi-Oh stuff? Yes. But when you contrast the amount of man hours necessary to have either somebody sitting there watching security for fucking cardboard or having a situation where they now have to move an entire thing of, uh, you know, hobby stuff into a secluded corner of their store so that it can be sold like cigarettes. You're now investing more effort and more energy into something and more, you know, profit into something that doesn't garner you as much in return as a business. They should, they should have done this. They, 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 this couldn't have been done soon enough. As far as targets concerned, they're not going to do that, at least not for now, because they have a system in place that that works. They they managed to get ahead of the, the scalpers in a lot of in a lot of situations because most of their sports products, Yu-Gi-Oh products, Pokemon products, they have all been at least the bigger stuff has been put behind the counter in customer service, and it's on a one for one basis for customers to be able to purchase it. They only can get one item. And that's all they get access to. And even the system locks them out of buying anything more than that. So they already have measures in place with Walmart because of their Wild West nature. They'd rather not waste the fucking energy in doing what Target did. But you never know. Things keep ramping up the way that they do. Maybe Target just says, I'm not doing this anymore. And they pull stuff off their shelves. And you would, then you have it was MJ Holdings now has to take all of that stuff and either find a place to put it. Or they have to give back everything to the to the companies, and the companies have to rely more heavily on LGS and and, uh, and Amazon, which may be good, may be bad. I guess it really just depends on you know, your perspective at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, fair point. Uh, I I'm still mostly you know bombed the fuck out. Like you said, I think it's just I it, I think it's disgusting that we have to force our that stores have to be forced to resort to these measures for children's playing card games that adults are looking too much into thinking that this is a fucking gold mine rather than it these are just fucking playing cards for kids when people get desperate and a situation looks grim to the point where they feel they need to diversify their portfolio of 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 uh, of potential assets. I know we're using big words here at this point, but you start when you have the potential for inflation on the horizon, which it, it is. It's already started. Raw materials have jumped through the fucking roof in the past year. In the past year, lumber, all building supplies are to to a point ridiculously expensive. And when that kind of stuff happens, you get a domino effect across several different markets. Groceries is going to start having issues soon, too, for two reasons. One, because the market for, for drivers has gotten so shallow of late, so getting things to stores has become nearly fucking impossible. I've seen uh, Target still has bare shelves. 
there's still areas in grocery stores that have empty have empty have empty refrigerator containers because stuff just can't get to places quick enough anymore. So you're going to have those shortages and supply line cuts. Prices are going to start spiking, and when stuff like milk becomes like four to five dollars a gallon, people are going to start looking for inter- looking for alternative ways to invest their money, be it in collectibles or precious metals or cryptocurrency or god forbid the stock market but you never know people do dumb shit all the time <laughs> not everybody has diamond hands for gamestop and when when you're when the spending power of your dollar is literally dissolving in front of you you'll grab onto anything that isn't a, isn't a us paper dollar to try and shore up your your potential losses because it's going to eventually come the chickens are going to come home to roost eventually. Now, for the majority of people, if if you're a bank, you're kind of screwed because a lot of people who have credit cards or loans out with you now have less to worry about because those loans aren't nearly as as painful to you anymore as they would be. So they're not getting anywhere near the money that they used to. For people who are just trying to save money to you know live in whatever case that may be they're watching their dollar be worth you know 99.99 cents all of a sudden and not understanding the concept as to why even though we just spent an entire year printing money out of the fucking ether there's not there there's a correspondence between those things and you don't even have to be a fucking economist to realize that that's not how real money works there has to be limitations so when you have that kind of stuff happen People get desperate, and they'll go to great lengths to find anything, and, and with collectibles especially. From what I heard from the from uh, from other sources, lots of people who went to Walmart to get sports cards, they were going in and they were feeling the packs to see if they had specific types of cards in them. Because some cards actually have like have like cut up jerseys and stuff in them, and you could feel that the packs to see if it's in there. And people, and you'd have people sitting in the aisle just doing that, you know, loitering there, you know, weighing packs in their hand to try and figure out what had what. So they 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 put a stop to it because that was one of the things. And yes, when they were talking about their employees being ha- having uh, having unethical business practices, well, they're not wrong. In a lot of cases, the, there are there are. If, I don't know if it's disenfranchised workers or just people on the take. Who would inform the scalping communities of when uh, when the vendor was showing up, or when they got access to a specific special edition of something, so that they could just be there waiting outside the building in the morning, so that they could just take whatever they wanted. So that what the, the the so the environment was hostile as hell, and they definitely needed to go and finally put a bullet in the back of that thing's head because it was getting to the point where it wasn't tenable to have those things on the floor anymore. Is it suck for kids? Yes, it does. But I think what you're going to end up seeing is if there's enough of an outcry, they'll find a way to make it work so that kids can get access to the stuff and the scalpers can get full. And if that, does, if that happens, good. If it doesn't, and they basically tell, tell MJ Holdings to fuck themselves and take their business elsewhere, then maybe Target gets more a bigger lion's share of that market. Or maybe Target walks away from it completely, and then it's only LGSs and Amazon and eBay that have access to the shit. If that ends up happening, guess what? 
should have should have fucking figured that should have figured that to be the the case when you started buying things in bulk in some desperate attempt to try and stave off the inevitable. Uh, unfortunate, but uh, it's, it it's it's still tragic. Unfortunately, and all because some assholes are looking to make profit off of something that should, in all honesty, shouldn't really have any monetary value whatsoever i know that might not be a very popular thing to say but these are just essentially kids card games in which there shouldn't really be any value behind them whatsoever the only value that should have came from in the fact is the ability to sell them to the no directly to the customer rather than having go through a secondary market for it. the advantage of having the secondary market was that if you couldn't pull uh if you couldn't pull a card you wanted by buying packs that you can just buy it direct buy the card directly in as a single rather than rather than you know playing the odds the, the odds game but now it's come to the point where you can't even get access to common cards just because a scalper is buying everything in bulk just so that they can sell the high value cards and not and not and hold off essentially the worthless ones and those cards can't even be accessed anymore. It's just getting ridiculous on a on a massive scale, and the fact that you're the fact that now that uh, it's getting to the point where nobody's going to be allowed getting these ac access to these cards anymore shows just how selfish and dickish these scalpers are. And I hope they choke on their money losses when nobody is no longer buying off of them because fuck them, fuck their bullshit, and fuck the fact that they screw kids over just so for they can make a quick buck. Eat a dick. Desperation makes people do desperate shit. And when it comes to the scalping market, it's usually a 60-40 split. 40% of the people are just trying to grab onto something that they can have some security in. I don't fault them for, for that level of desperation because if a situation looks bleak enough, people do anything to survive. I don't, I'm not giving them any kind of uh, any kind of excuse to do what they're doing. I'm just understanding of the reason they're doing it. The 60% are just profiteering assholes who think that they can jack the price up and make a fucking tidy profit by buying up a corner of a market and sitting on it until it's worth something to worth something or until people get desperate enough to pay the prices that they're offering. As far as I'm concerned, those people are, those people are irredeemable versus the 40%. So, it, but, not, and, but scalping as a whole, again, as, as our illustrious, as the illustrious uh, host of our show says, your mama ho, and and uh, well, we're not going to talk, we're not going to walk away from that statement. It, that's exactly how that works. <sighs> okay, I, I think we're ready for this one, just because it is unabashedly and uniquely retarded. Nickelodeon has decided to talk about a certain decided to release a PSA, a PSA about say it with me, folks, if you happen to know environmental racism. Oh, boy, doesn't that make you excited? Because I sure as fuck was when I first saw the damn thing. 
Apparently, environmental racism is the ideology that your circumstances on the location of where you live is not necessarily in regards of your past history or your fam or your family's financial history, but due to a long and historically racist approach to life. Now, I can only understand that there are certain circumstances in which indeed there is it's a harder it, there is a somewhat of a merit to put into it because there are there is a there are historical roots of where uh, people of uh, of color were displaced throughout uh, throughout US history in particularly shortly uh, after the Civil War when it comes to the reconstruction era because at that time, former slaves were not able to go very far due to lack of finances, and many of them were forced to even work under their former masters, and thus they were kind of tied to the land. for which They were essentially 19th century uh, serfs, basically forced to work off the land. And make do with what little they could make, and that basically had them stuck there for generations. Until you realize, right around the turn of the 20th century, where many of these uh, former slaves and their descendants would migrate to different parts of the country due to due to changes in the, in the economic environment of the country. But be it as it may, I still find it fucking hilarious that even to this day, we are now considering racism in the locations in which you people can live in. Fucking riveting. The hilarious part is that a lot of these people who are making these sorts of uh, analyses are living in environments that are free from pollution. These aren't jackasses who are – these aren't people like you or myself who are living in less than stellar places – where the pollution is so hard, hard up your ass that you might as well be cutting the damn smoke with a goddamn pocket knife. These are, these are, you know, these are college professors uh, who live in like the nicer places of town who don't have to deal with the, the poor patrons such as myself or any of you who are listening to this. They have the gall to claim that this is somehow a terrible fucking thing when they don't have to deal with this sort of shit themselves. Cry me a fucking river, jackasses. Come join us in the damn slums if you feel so bad about it. <laughs> I can't fucking believe this nonsense. <laughs> Oh, but come trade spots with me. I'll even take your income. You can have mine, and, and, and I'll feel a lot better for it. Fuck it. I'm sorry. 
I couldn't help it. It, it, it's so dumb. It's just plain as it sounds. It's so damn dumb. I'm sure nobody else has much to say about it, so I think we can go ahead and move on. <laughs> yeah, that felt like a rant, and I was happy you had it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Apple, the Apple and Epic lawsuit is going underway, and they're finally going into discovery. Oh, boy, this should be interesting now. Learning all sorts of new details about both of their practices. If you don't remember what this is all about, Epic essentially sued Apple because they claimed that they were pulling a lot of dirty shit against it. And Apple was just saying that they had all the fucking right in the world to do what they did. And Epic is not having any of that shit. To be fair, I think both companies are pretty shit anyway, and I'm hoping they would burn. But like the likely one to burn or at least burn quicker is going to be Epic because I don't know how the hell you're going to take down a nearly trillion dollar company like Apple. Holy dear God. Apple is nearly a trillion dollars now. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> yep. Son of a bitch. Yep. Welcome to the mega corporation. When they buy, when they buy up the the western seaboard out of nowhere and they now and they now own three states out of nowhere, you'll understand why. Oh my god. If Killer Instinct wasn't a fucking thing, I'd be like <sighs> Oh, the mega corporation. Oh, essentially. I mean, but with with more uh, user with, with more user friendly interface, I your full gore will make you a I, I will make you a lovely instead of gut you. <laughs> their fucking he- their fucking corporate headquarters is going to have the the narrate the narrating voice of Steve Jobs hovering over as their their uh, what do they call it. Their figurehead CEO. Fucking I mean, hell. I mean, I assume they've already found a way to make him an AI, and he's just running the company from the background. You can think of that's tinfoil, but with AI advancement, I wouldn't be shocked if they managed to brain scan his ass and leave him leave him in a in a digital container somewhere to be able to continue making decisions for the company. I mean, you don't get the trillions of dollars without somebody pulling the strings behind the scenes without who doesn't have a long-running idea of what they want to do. I uh, assume the Steve Jobs AI will outlive humanity, and we'll just spend we'll spend the toiling years after uh, Earth's destruction floating around the cosmos. You know, bullshit, further he's probably going to be the response. He's probably going to be the one responsible for destruction. He's essentially the real-life brainiac of this world. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, if you. But if you look at hindsight, if he had this, if he had the intelligence to, you know, back up his brain, you figured he'd have the intelligence, to, you know, use chemotherapy instead of herbal supplements to deal with his fucking cancer. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe that was his, his insurance plan. If you know the voodoo magic he was attempting to use didn't uh, quite pan out the way he was hoping. Okay, so he's an imperfect brainiac. He obviously didn't have all the information. Not soon enough, anyway. He started on Earth, not on Krypton. 
Ugh, that makes it even worse. <laughs> but yeah, the the discovery. I was reading some of the notes on the discoveries uh, and and the back and forth that was going on. Uh, they're both fucking scumbag companies, but unfortunately, I'm thinking Apple has the has the right of way on this one. When you have an individual who who literally has an internal memo to one of their people talking about you know, the opening statement of the, of the CEO of Epic games and going, wait, didn't he do an audition for us at some point? That's a level of, that, that is a level of dismissal that only an individual who's looking at the liquid assets of about a trillion dollars would say to anybody uh, of Epic games stripe. They're beneath notice to this person. That's the level of insanity. And the fact that, that Epic is really taking this full on the reins and going over running screaming into the hills with it shows a distinct lack of self-awareness, and at least as far as I can tell. Quit while you're ahead's the best way to do things, but clearly they're not just they're they're just gonna go and they're gonna run into a fucking wall with this and crash and burn. If that ends up happening, so be it. Because I the because most people look at Epic Games as kind of a as kind of a 50-50 split between pure, pure and complete malice and you know a necessary competitor to steam more the form more the more the former than the latter if you talk depending on who you talk to though yeah i mean at one point we would have considered them a potential competitor for fucking steam but clearly they dropped the ball they dropped the momentum now steam is looking to be the one that shines above above Epic, and this lawsuit is going to further cement that. I will. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on this. I don't really like the idea of Apple winning this case, only because it's a out of the two, they clearly Apple is the dirtier corporation. But if they have the if they have the 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 legality on their side, it's kind of hard to dispute against it. But let's see how this case goes. Maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see a hidden barrel, a, bi- a hidden barrel in the gun. Maybe Epic hasn't quite yet spout, uh, spout out the big guns. So yeah, Horizon Two pre-spoiler reveals. What is this going on? There are they finally showing some footage? Did they finally show like a teaser trailer or something? Uh, this is so, uh, I, this is one of the things that I was going to hold off on. I I put it in there just in case uh, uh, Jason was joining us, so we can put that off to the side until next week. So don't worry about it. Okay. Well, with that being said, then if that's the case, I think we've had covered just about everything at this point. Oh wait, no. You know what? I want I want to I want to add one more that wasn't added to this list, but only because this is relatively recent. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Marvel for a moment. <laughs> Marvel is at its stupidity again because this year is to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Captain Am- Captain America, which, you know, I'm I'm down for that. I don't see why not. Captain America is a cool character. And I think anybody who watched, at the very least, the cinematic uni- Marvel Cinematic Universe movies would appreciate Captain America, as far as I know. So they decided that they were going to revive one of their iterations of Captain America by the one that's apparently Native American. And they decided 
to get two Native Americans to design the next Captain America. It looks so fucking awful. <laughs> oh my god. I wish you could see this because it looks so. The art design makes you look like makes you think that it's something out of Hanna Barbera. I wanted Captain America. We got fucking Johnny Quest. I can't. The life of me can't even compare to how awful this thing is. I want to be offended, but I'm not. And the reason I'm not offended is because it's hilariously bad. It's not even it's so horrid that you must be offended. The, he's got fucking frills like a goddamn cowboy. I don't know what the hell are supposed to be his shoulder pauldrons, but they look like something straight out of, I don't know... It, it looks like it's supposed to be fuzzy shields. And the mask. If you want to call it a mask. <laughs> it looks like something the Green Hornet would wear. And it's an official Marvel comic design. This is one of the saddest attempts I've ever seen. <laughs> Drew, what's your thought on this? He looks like a giant red, white, and blue moccasin. <laughs> oh my god. Barring the fact that I don't think any Native American would actually be so patriotic for the country that essentially wiped them out. This is one of the dumbest designs I've ever seen. But hey, this is what they want to do. By all means, go and do it. But it has clearly pissed off a lot of people until Marvel told them that two Native Americans were responsible for this design. Then they quickly flipped over and said, oh, yeah, it's good. Okay, it's good. No, it's not good. I don't care who designed this. This is awful. They should have gone the route of Chief Thunder from Killer Instinct. That was a badass design. This is absolutely a joke. It's so much of a joke that... I really feel this is straight out from the 70s. Even the color the the color choice the the scheme and the uh and the and the shading all makes me think this is straight out of the 70s. Straight out of a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I'm almost begging for Scooby-Doo to come out and run away in fear. Would that route at least go something thematic? 
and do like uh, the Hanna-Barbera superhero, uh, the Blue Falcon, and his sidekick. Yeah, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. He should have like a he should have like a cool car too, like something out of Wacky Races. Maybe, uh, Dick, maybe Dick Dastardly could be featured as a fucking uh, as a fucking villain for for an issue. I don't know. <laughs> so bad. This is so bad. I mean, that wouldn't be the most epic crossover I've seen. The, the most epic crossover I've seen is when Ace from the Gang Green Gang was in the Gorillas group for a fucking uh, for an album. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that's the only one I can think of. But this would be a close second, at least for level of audacity. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I'm done shitting on this design. <laughs> it's clear. It, it's clearly awful. It's. I don't think it's offensive. I just think it's really stupid. <sighs> With that being said, I think that covers up just about everything. Yeah, we wrapped everything up in a nice bow. As far as the modern horizons thing are concerned, when when, when uh, Jay gets his vo- gets his voice back, uh, him and I will will gush about that. That way, you can mute and not have to listen to MTG talk. No, that's totally fine. I thought you were talking about. Uh, I thought this was talking about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but if it's MTG, it's a good thing we didn't discuss it then, because I would have sounded like a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I held it off to the side. This is, forward thinking sometimes is a helpful thing. Fair enough. Well, with that being said, thanks for joining us, everybody, on this crazy-ass trip of an episode. It felt honoring to actually be hosting the episode this time, but I would like to thank our glorious uh, actual host for uh, recording everything here tonight and letting us spew out our absolute lunacy and idiocy throughout. Yep, and uh, with with that, we'll put out all the pertinent information as we usually do. Uh, You can reach us at The Angry War Gamer on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, The Angry War Gamer, there. Uh, You can reach us individually. Jay is, I believe he's Angry War Gamer on Twitter, is actually his official Twitter now. Uh, I am Punk Toast on Twitter. Uh, Go ahead, Orlando. I I am Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And uh, thanks very much, everybody, for joining us this evening. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Stay sexy. And, uh, And go fuck yourself.